First and foremost, I acknowledge the traditional owners of the land upon which we, myself, and my guests record today's podcast. I extend respect and gratitude to the elders past, present, and emerging of those nations, and to all Aboriginal peoples listening today. Always was, always will be. This week, I'm joined by King Chad Love, a Sydney-based drag king who loves musical comedy, impersonation, and bold contouring. Also, the co-founder of Two Kings Creative. All right, let's get straight into this episode. Welcome to another episode of Yas Queen. How are you? I'm great. Thank you so much for having me, Timberlina. No worries at all. Um, how's your day been? Has it been good? It's been a bit frosty uh, here in Sydney. I'm in a little terrace in Erskineville, um, so it's a little fresh. But I've got I've got actually um, my dad's fisherman scarf on, so oh. I'm feeling trendy. Um, yeah, very trendy. I love it. I um, it's freezing here in Newcastle. I can't. Um, I recorded another podcast yesterday. I was saying. Once my feet are cold, I, my whole body is freezing. Yes, and it's impossible, isn't it? Yeah. Although I've been trying to challenge myself and go barefoot in the house just to like ground myself. So it's a little, it's a little alternative. It's bold. Oh, maybe <laughs> I need to do that because I've got joggers on right now. Um, I'm still in my gym gear. Um, so maybe I need to do that. Just for a little bit, just Wim Hof your feet, you know, yeah. just for a few minutes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe after, because <laughs> I was just like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not now, not now. Um, let, well, let's get straight into it. So, for everybody out there listening, can you tell everybody about yourself, name, pronouns, where you're based, and anything else you'd want to add into that? Yeah, brilliant. So, my name is King Chad Love. I am a drag king. Uh, in drag, obviously, my well, my pronouns are he. And outside of drag, my name is Anna, and I am a non-binary human, and they them is what I go by. But um, but yeah, King Chad Love is my my alter ego. Um, he's also you know a big part of who I am. Um, he sort of came to life about a year ago. What do we call them? COVID kings, I, be, I believe, uh, oh. when they emerged. <laughs> so yeah, so during COVID, I was finally able to sort of you know go on a bit of a spiritual boot camp and I think that's what I've I like to to term you know any period of lockdown you're sort of in this experience where you can't go on a physical journey so you have to go on an inner journey and through that inner journey I was able to discover Chad Um, and I do perform in Sydney so that's sort of the community that I've been fortunate enough to connect with and really discover who Chad is yeah yeah, so it's been it's been it's been a really cool journey, and I think for me, you know, finding Chad was it's a bit like chicken and the egg, right? I'd sort of had these experiences around. Uh, I don't know if she her sits with me, and I I actually only discovered the idea or the concept of being non-binary about a year and a half ago. Um, so I wasn't really in queer circles. Um, I was living a bit of a um, repressed, closeted life, shall we say? Um, <laughs> Not many sequins or feather bowers, a lot more in my wardrobe these days. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it sort of was a cycle of realizing there was a side to me um, that was, you know, not, 
identified as female that was that was bending and fluid in the space of gender and then and then sort of going and I love performing okay so how does this where does this meet and then how do these two things start to perpetuate who I am as a person so look honestly it's drag is has it's been a wild ride I'll tell you that much which is so exciting because I feel like everybody that does drag it's always a wild ride and we all have like very interesting stories of how we became who we are and I love that that's probably the best thing about drag really um because I see and hear so many stories about how they became that person in drag and it's just like so fascinating I guess that's why Yas Queen is about um uh, what makes I love you it. yeah what makes you feel inspired or like your best self it's interesting um I you know I and I will I'm already getting teary I'm an emotional person that's okay <laughs> I'll let it out um but yeah I think honestly the the community and the word community comes to mind and I think that's what drag has unlocked for me not only um in individual creative expression but community relationship and community um you know growth and healing and just unlocking personal potential and I think what inspires me is being part of the drag community and and particularly you know the AFAB community because obviously drag kings you know are quite underrepresented in the drag scene um they're growing a lot which is fantastic and um you know Landon Sider is obviously a phenomenal king who sort of is is really leading the way for us and we have some incredible um you know local australian kings who have been around for a few decades uh, but i think certainly there's been a resurgence recently and you know it's it's such an inspiration to see to see afab afab people who are embracing um, elements of femininity and masculinity to explore what power means to them and explore you know what elements of masculinity but also just what elements of self-expression did they not feel comfortable exploring um whilst growing up so for me what inspires me what inspires me the most is being part of this community where i'm seeing all of these little breakthroughs of different performers and um you know laura hart who is my business partner or, or big rod is their drag name who created and runs the kings where i was fortunate enough to do my first drag show um you know that space being part being on that stage being invited to try something you know stretch sort of to the end of all beyond what i thought was my sense of gender expression um and to be really warmly welcomed and supported and laura and i were talking about this other day but there are kings who have performed on that stage and who have just come along dressed up and someone discovered they wanted to be a makeup artist because they had tried drag and it's it's sort of unlocking all of these you know personal purposes which obviously is going a bit deeper but it, it honestly gets me just like it, it, you get, it gets me fired up my hands. I just, I can't stop waving while I'm talking. <laughs> yeah, which is good because you're passionate about what you do and what you can bring and how you are now part of, would you say you're all an agency or an event company? Is that what the Two Kings Creative is? Yeah. I think it's, yeah, I def define it as like an entertainment company, which yeah. has, yeah, like tries to foster or support talent mm. uh, to get opportunities um, and certainly just thinks of yeah is, is trying to run more queer events and create more queer spaces yeah. uh, for the community and really focusing that on kings yeah yes yes, yes. Uh, um because <laughs> I, 
I a little bit of background. Chad and I met at a random church <laughs> in yep. Adamstown, um, and I, you put on the most amazing show. You and Rod are like. I was blown away because I was like, I don't know what I'm coming to. I know Orlando's performing and I'm just so <laughs> excited that there's other people bringing drag kings to Newcastle and it was the most amazing show. So, um, and to see that everything you've said, it was literally on that stage. Um, Orlando was raving about it for days, weeks, still oh. raves about it. So um, seeing that passion come to life on a stage in a church is even amazing. So... I can, Absolutely. I can really see that. This is a fun one. I feel like this next question for you. If you could have a billboard with anything on it, what would it be and why? Yes, that's beautiful. Uh, <laughs> I I do have to think about this and I, you know, there are many things that could be, could go up on a billboard. Uh, I'm, yeah, because I'm someone that has, you know, I, I quit my corporate job in March uh, this year and I, came out of a five-year relationship a few months earlier. So I've had some big life shifts, okay, recently. And I've been doing some serious soul searching and I've kind of really started to delve into the world of affirmations. So when you ask, what do you want to put on a billboard? Where do I begin? Um, which self-help book do I reference? <laughs> so many. It's an addiction. It's a real problem, actually, self-help books and me. Um, but no, I did think I listened to an awesome uh, speaker. Her name is Melissa, uh, sorry, Marissa Peer, it is. And she talks about <laughs> breakthrough moments. So when people have their dark moments and it's not a complicated concept, but it's literally the phrase, you are enough. You are enough. And I think anyone can, yay, anyone can take that in any unique way, but it it just it just strips everything away and it just goes you know you you might feel like particularly in the arts i think where you know we have so many challenges not only in financially surviving but also just when you're creating art and you're putting it on a stage people are feeding back all the time you know they're commenting and telling you if you're good or not and it's it's just this constant reminder i mean for everyone particularly artists that by putting yourself out there and creating something and being vulnerable and being authentic that is so enough like you doing that or even just being and existing and being present is you are enough so that that's my cheesy billboard um term. <laughs> i i feel like the billboard could be like everywhere though because um, we have so many billboards here in newcastle i have no idea why but we have this <laughs> strip of them up like just up the road from the performing arts school, actually. And I say that's where I imagine all these billboards and because they're mm. usually like the most boringest corporate billboards, like get what your tax yeah. done. And it's like, oh, you could just Google that. Like you don't need to advertise that. Um, <laughs> and I was just like, imagine just like, I think there's four billboards there. I was like, imagine them with just like different performers on there with their – um, their sayings or affirmations. And I'm like, that would be cool. Like, that would be so cool. I want to make what, that happen one day. What's your one? What's your one? I actually have no idea. I feel <laughs> like I did this um, this shoot in the sand dunes just up the road. Um, yeah. And it's just me walking down one of the sand dunes. And I really want it to be used in a campaign to visit Newcastle. So I'd be like, visit Newey or something, but with just like that picture because it's like making it draggy and fabulous yeah because it's like always like 
just like couples, like heterosexual couples on a like dirt bike in the dunes. And it's like, <laughs> I don't, I don't want to come to Newcastle because of that. But if I saw a drag queen walking down, I'd be like, yeah, let's go hunt for a drag queen in the sand dunes. Like, <laughs> that, that sounds like a sport now. Yeah. <laughs> How do you, what, what, what do you need to hunt a drag queen? Like, do you need just like a glittery, like something, like something, like some alfoil maybe? Like it's like magpies? Like, yeah. like, I feel like sequins or like feather boas, like large th- feather boas and you just throw them like a lasso. lasso. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I would absolutely run for a feather boa, yeah. I feel like we're about to start some like drag Olympics. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Well, look, I think if it's if there's a walking in high heels component, I would lose that very quickly. Oh, I think I would probably win that to be honest because like <laughs> I'd run cartwheel split all that in the heels. So okay, you, so you you can do the the full on splits, can't you? Like that's yeah. iconic and yeah, it's like my signature thing that everyone expects it shows. Did you work up to that, or one day did you just wake up and you could just do the splits? Like, how did that happen? Six months it took me. Six months. Did to, it? Yeah. Just stretching every day. And you like tear the micro muscles oh. in your groin. It doesn't hurt though. You don't feel it. And you okay. just like keep going down. And now I say to people when I'm in the splits, it usually means I'm exhausted and trying to catch my breath during a performance. <laughs> That's your, your resting position. It's yeah. the most comfortable you ever are now. <laughs> yeah, it really is. People are like, doesn't it hurt? I'm like, no. It does not hurt anymore. No, that's, I would love to, I feel like that's a, a journey that people would love to be documented. I mean, I can't touch my toes, full disclaimer. Um, ah. I can bend over enough to rip off my like strip off pants, but I, I haven't um, mustered up the the sort of the strength to, to try the splits. But, you know, you've got me motivated to know yeah. that it, you really persisted for six months. And I mean, currently like half of Australia is in lockdown again. I mean... You could probably try and learn it in two weeks. <laughs> I could. Two weeks. Okay. Well, I'll have a little conversation with my um, calves and my, and my yeah. actually my hammies. It's all yeah. about the hammies, actually. Yeah. Um, and I'll see if we can reach a sort of a negotiation. Yeah. I love it. Please, please keep us updated. I feel like this could turn into a TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be, it's going to be shocking. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I'll watch it. Um, what's one thing you wish you had known when you began your career? And it was only like just over 12, 12 months ago. Mm, what's one thing I wish I knew? Ooh, I think, I think I, I wish, I wish that I had started earlier. I mean, I don't know if that's exactly answering the question, but I think there was a lot of hesitancy to commence mm. my journey with drag. There was a lot of, you know, maybe I'm not ready or what does it unlock? And I, but I think that's often the case when you have breakthroughs in your life is that you're sort of teetering on this cliff and you know that there's potential big change that will happen when you make a decision to try something. But yeah, I I guess the thing that I wish I knew was, you know, literally just start trying and start performing. You know, I I didn't have a routine until I booked a gig and then I had to create a routine because I had a deadline. And so I think so often, you know, my background as well as I did a bit of jazz singing. So uh, through chat as well, I write like parody songs and I play the kazoo and, you know, that's, uh, I love, I love all of that. But I, as a jazz singer, I'd always been stereotyped as, you know, wear the red dress and the red lipstick. And I used to have really long hair. And so I think my relationship to being a performing artist was one that was not affirming of my gender and it made me dysphoric. And so I was hesitant to be a performer again, because it had never felt 
very authentic. Yeah. And so, so yeah, I guess my, my message would be around what, you know, maybe think about what's holding you back, but also just start something and let it unravel and, and yeah. sit in that unknown. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I get it. I spoke with a queer group here in Newcastle the other day and my advice for most people when they're like, oh, are you only going to drag? We don't know where to start. I'm like, just do it. <laughs> and like start throwing some makeup on, trying to work out what you want to become and how you do it. And you feel yourself. I'm like literally talking with my hands. You can't see me, but I'm like fully like, yeah, it looks like I'm trying to do interpretive dance right now. But I feel like that's when you're – I fell into drag by accident and it's ah. um, been the best – accident I've ever done in my life. What do you mean by accident? I didn't ever want to do drag. I wanted mm -hmm. to be an actor, but I did events. And then I was visiting my sister, fell into the splits three times and people started throwing money at me in the US. And I was like, <laughs> I can make money from this. And then <laughs> here I am four years later doing it full time, which is amazing. But that is incredible. for me, it's just like, just do it. Just if you can find a space to get on stage for the first time, I highly recommend doing it. That's the best thing. Like you said was you didn't have a routine till you were booked, which <laughs> I love, which is so good. <laughs> Don't tell anyone. No. no, it's good. It's good. And, and I think, um, you know, even just going along to shows and, and The Kings, which is the monthly show, which uh, Big Rod or Laura Hart runs at Giant Dwarf, you know, the levels of performing performing experience of the artist is very is varied so yeah. you have complete beginners through to intermediate through to really established kings and the whole idea is that like share the stage with them and learn together and it's you know it's just such a warm experience but i think we need more scratch nights like that where you can just get up and test material i mean comedians i feel like have such a good cadence of like meeting up together and just like what do you think of this joke let's workshop it together it's sort of like how do we create more opportunities for emerging performers to do that yeah and we really do need that um so if anyone wants to give us venues that'd be great i feel like that's the number one thing we struggle with is venues mm, absolutely um, um i feel like we just touched on some advice which is great um <laughs> what are the best resources that have helped you along the way the best resources yeah. just in in discovering my drag journey yeah yeah well i think definitely the people that i started to meet so on uh, at my first drag gig uh which was at giant dwarf i i had done a pet detective routine actually um which was fun as 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 um i mean ace ventura i did find out afterwards is a bit of a problematic film um which is disappointing but i i did enjoy um, you know, trying that character and getting feedback from the other artists. But I think I'd connected with um, a lot of performers that had given me a lot of advice and information um, through that show. So I actually met up, um, Gabriel Angel is a phenomenal drag, drag royal person. So they uh, perform um, as a non-binary drag artist. Yeah. And, you know, we met up for a coffee after I, we'd done this show together and they sort of just showed me the ropes um, and, you know, not just about the drag scene um, and, you know, where are the local performance hubs, where can you, who can you connect with, but also um, happened to be sort of studying a lot around gender and politics and was like, you're valid in feeling non-binary and you don't have to wear this or that. And it was just, yeah, just meeting people like that in the scene really unlocked um, a sense of being allowed 
uh, and being to, to be queer and to be valid and seen um, as Chad, but also figuring out where the line was between Anna and Chad. And I think it's it's always a moving thing. I don't know how you find that, but sometimes it's like, is it is Anna wearing Chad's clothes today or is Chad wearing Anna's clothes? And like, I, I mean, I know I don't have a moustache on right now, but am I performing? And, you know, it's it's a character, but it's also part of you. <laughs> yeah, I... I get that. I don't wear Timberlina's clothes because I'd have to corset or like wear lots of spanks. Um, <laughs> Love a good spank. But like, I feel like sometimes I could be having a conversation with someone. I was like, "Is this Tim or Timberlina?" <laughs> and then you're just like, "I don't." Uh, uh. Who am I? Who am <laughs> yeah. I? And then people are looking at you. You're like, "I'm just trying to work out who who's talking to you." I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no. I'm not crazy. I promise. <laughs> No, but it, it, but it's cool because it's sort of you know you have the you have the safety of exploring exploring that and and I think in terms of resources as well you know there are so many cool queer nights emerging it's not just the Kings of a mate who runs Gag which is a queer cabaret um, and that it takes place at the Vanguard obviously on pause during lockdown but another like amazing space um, is we've got Queers of Joy at the Red Rattler and that is a night specifically focused on trans and gender diverse artists yeah. and there's nothing really like that um or there hadn't been and, and it's just it, you know it's one of those nights that almost instantly started to book out because obviously there was a need for that um and I often go along and get to help the new kings do their makeup and do the first look on them and I'm gonna get emotional again but <laughs> it's yeah it's really cool like being there in that moment when someone starts to have their first experiences of gender euphoria in a safe space where it's celebrated and they're not fearful about how other people re um, relate. And I think, you know, that, that that community is a resource to me. It's a resource to continue to discover and to connect. And one beautiful moment I have to share with you, there was a performer there um, who had sort of just realised uh, at the age of 60 that they were um, a trans woman and it was their first performance. And I can't believe their name has slipped my mind, um, but they had this moment where they just, started hysterically laughing um, on stage and they just had this moment of just gender euphoria and they were on the stage like warming up and it was just the most divine thing I have ever seen of someone just erupting in joy. Yeah. Just truly beautiful. Oh, this is amazing. I need to get to Sydney more often. We'd love to have you. Yeah. <laughs> I want to come to the, some of these nights because obviously we don't have that much here in Newcastle and these stories are amazing. Um, I, I love when I used to do a show here called Blush and you get to see people getting into drag and, like, really practising who they were as a performer. It's just, like, so rewarding to see that. Um, and another queen here, Molly, has just started um, Molly's Misfits. Um, and it's like a, a baby a baby drag night, but anyone can get up and perform and they've got the chance to win 100 bucks, which is real cool, especially when you're starting out. Hundred um, percent to have money on the table like that. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just like novelty. I was like, do I cancel one of my gigs so I can go and perform? <laughs> <laughs> you can't. Well, bring your splits in. Maybe you could train the newbies on how to do the splits again. Oh, I feel like there's other better dancers out there now than me, but I could. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> the splits are pretty cool, I guess. I don't know. Um, well, see, the queens do the splits. What's I wonder what the, the signature king move is. Maybe maybe I need to talk to the king community. Yeah. And we need to go like, what's our splits equivalent? Like, what what's our thing? Like a like a backflip or something. 
<laughs> just low key, yeah. yeah not... Just halfway through a performance backflip. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, maybe like a little 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 masculine twerk. I don't know. I'll, I'll think. I'll get back to you. I'll get back to you. Yeah, I feel like it's got a. I'm getting break dancing in my head for some reason. <laughs> I don't know yeah, that's why. that's a lot of upper body strength, isn't it? I, yeah. I think I'll have to I'll have to train for that. But I, yeah, yeah, I'll I'll, I'll put it to the community and we'll, we'll let you know. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> um, <laughs> what? Oh no, this one. I was going to the last question for some reason. Um, if you could step into my shoes, what would have you asked yourself that I didn't? What would I have asked myself? <laughs> Uh, mm, I don't know, maybe, maybe what does it feel like to be a king in a community that is dominated by queens? Yes, that is such a good question. What does it feel like? It feels, look, honestly, it's so wonderful to be invited to speak to you on this show and to have connected with you as well. And, you know, often there is such isolation, I think, between the the queens and the king community, um, and I've I've been so fortunate to connect with yourself and also some other amazing queens. Um, you know, Peach Fuzz. I don't know if you've met them. Um, yeah. So Peach, obviously, is a phenomenal sort of non-binary um, drag royalty artist and performs at the Imperial and has a night where uh, they have invited. It's called Wheel of Misfortune, which Chad was really fortunate to. <laughs> fortunate to do the misfortunate event yeah. uh, yes you get what I'm saying uh, and it was just an awesome opportunity to perform with kings in this space that is so heavily dominated by queens um, and you know there's nights also it's a uh, lip sync heroes is run at the imperial on Sunday nights and recently we've sort of connected with you know the the queens who run that night and have been invited into that space and really encouraged to be up on stage so it's funny I think starting out as a king in a queen dominated scene and, and obviously seeing Rapal and, and that whole drag race community and how huge that is and being really obviously grateful that there is that um, presence and growing acknowledgement of how wonderful drag is beyond the queer community, but also just going, well, yeah, who are the kings? I mean, even learning drag makeup, I you know, YouTube, how do I do contouring? And and I, there was like, I think one video at the time of someone going like they're called Damien Deluxe and they do awesome looks, but it was just the resourcing to learn how to be a king. Um, and obviously it's such a gray area. Like you can anything, you can do anything you want, but even just having a few uh, examples or mentors. But I, I do feel like it seems that there is such momentum in the community and I'm getting recommendations on Instagram every day of, you know, different kings and different makeup artist styles and different you know fashion looks or you know musical styles we've got an incredible like kind of punk rock uh johnny gash who's like a, a local king who's emerging incredible singer and just you know a very dark broody kind of character but i i think it's it's felt like an isolating experience to start with but then finding the community and then connecting with some incredible uh you know community builders like yourself is it's been really heartwarming and really encouraging so thank you no, thank you. I guess what I've learned from this conversation is we rely heavily on our community peeps. Mm. Um, so um, find your little community wherever you're living in the world and reach out. Like most of us, I would say 99% of us are friendly and <laughs> open-armly when it's COVID safe to do 
and bring <laughs> you in um, to help you find your way in the world of drag or performance or whatever you need. Um, for me, I guess, when I started drag, I was like, why isn't there anybody else? Like, all, I, all you see is queens, 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 queens. And when I was starting to get into it, I was like, we need things and um, kings and everybody. Then I was like, when I was doing blush, I was like, anybody can come up on this stage. It doesn't matter how you appear. Like, if you are into kink and want to perform a dog routine or whatever, like, do that. Like, do it. I mean, I would love to see that like that would be amazing um but that's the thing I was just like everyone should be able to perform their art form no matter who they are um and it's so good now to hear that people are including everybody um absolutely absolutely and it's and it's such it's an intentional thing isn't it like it doesn't just happen it's it's that you're really actively communicating that you want that to happen and that you're available and that you're friendly and that please come in it's like all, yeah. always putting those cues out well, I always get mistaken because everyone thinks I'm a bitch, so. What? Why? Because of my face. Because <laughs> I hold resting bitch face quite well. Um, and people are like, oh, we didn't know if we could come up. And I was like, yeah, I was probably happy. But, but I you, just... don't, you don't owe anyone a smile either, <laughs> let's be honest. I know, and I will ruin my Botox. <laughs> <laughs> do not do that. No smiling. Just yeah. maybe, maybe just one side of the mouth, yeah. like maybe just a little smirk. Maybe I could get them to like when I go for my Botox next, like create me a fake smile. <laughs> or just yeah, maybe just the lips with the the makeup. You can just yeah. draw draw it on, yeah. yeah, paint it on. Yes, I'm gonna try that actually. A bit clown like that might look a bit a bit freaky, you know. Yeah, we'll try. Makeup <laughs> is good for that. Um, where can people connect with you? Speaking of connections, where can they connect with you? Online yes. Or? Well, I'm most active on my Insta. So that is King underscore Chad underscore love. I do have a Facebook King um, Chan love at King Chad love and friends I do a bit of like other kind of comedy characters on there as well. But, um, but yeah, or two Kings creative you can check us out on our Instagram. Um, we're trying to share resources there as well for workplaces just around, um, you know, how to, how to think more inclusively about entertainment in the workplace. So something that we're exploring at the moment. Yeah. I seen a really cool video, which was really great about emails. I loved it. Yes. Um, all right. Before we get into the fun questions, I like to call them, I'm just going to play a little ad. So we'll be back in a second. Have you checked out Alive? Not Dead Yet? yet. You can check us out on whatever you're listening to this on. Mate, it's not hard. Use the search bar. You're not a complete idiot. I'm Timbalina. I'm Pasha Bolka. And we'll see you on the other side. Bye. Bye. All righty. Ah, the fun questions. <laughs> um, do you know you're the first guest that I've actually sent these to? So you're really? The, yeah, you're to, I'm the guinea pig? Um, so, no, I've done them before, but usually I'd like to delete them out of the oh. thing. And I was like, no, I'll just leave them in there. Um, but did you read any of them? Did you read them all? I actually only read the first one or two. So I'm I'm going to be as, as oh. unknowing as the rest of the guests. <laughs> Amazing. Um, the first one is the one that I always say is cereal soup. Why or why not? Is cereal actually soup? Yeah. Mm, I feel like soup has to be hot, right? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, have you ever heated up? Then again, I mean, <laughs> sorry, neutral grain, like warm. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, ugh. 
<laughs> breakfast of champions but oats you know so I, it is i see where you're going because oats kind of are like a fusion of cereal and soup yeah wow Orange. that's like Orange. just that's really like thrown me off now because i'm just like well yeah porridge oats whatever you want to call it hmm. <laughs> i might have to delete this question after today <laughs> Because I'm just like really questioning myself. Because I'm just like I don't think cereal is soup. Soup is completely different. I don't know. What does is there someone out there who like this is this is a cult that believes that cereal and soup are the same thing? Yeah, I've had mixed reviews on this. Some people are like, yes, it is. I'm just like, ooh, um, and that's why I kept it in. But now I'm just like questioning it all. Um, I guess that should be the first question, and then you just stop recording if they say yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <Bye>. <laughs> um, how many chickens would it take to kill an elephant? I feel like chickens can be quite clever and because they can fly, you know, they could, but kills, I mean, this is a, a strong question. Uh, yeah. Look, maybe a bit of an eye gouge, maybe just, maybe two. Two. What do you, what do you think? Um, someone said 30 yesterday. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I, I haven't, I have no idea, but I, do you know, I feel like, Geese, you would only need one. Geese are terrifying. Oh, I'm so scared of birds. So, <laughs> all types of birds. All I birds. like. I know a friend who's scared of pigeons, and then I think there's a lot of ibis phobias that have unravelled in Sydney because there are. Do you have a lot of ibises in Newcastle? No, um, seagulls. We have so many of them here, and I was at a picnic the other day by the beach. And my friends were like throwing chips right near me, so the seagulls <gasps> would like come near me, and I was like, I'm gonna go sit in the car now. You're like, this is not a fun day. No. I was do, you like, know, <laughs> do you know what? So the, the, I'm, I'm glad this happened to me and not you, but once I was eating a burger on Manly Beachfront, and I, you're going to think I'm crazy, but this I, this I have a friend that can validate this. I was holding a burger and I was like about to take a bite. It was like maybe about 30 centimetres in front of my mouth because, you know, when you hold it out and you look at it before you eat it, you're yeah. like, yeah, that's beautiful. And this bird flew through the middle of the bun and took the meat and flew away. So it was, it like, it demeated my bun. That sounds weird. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? It, but it, it wasn't as neat as I'm describing it. Like it was like kind of hit it and then the, I might, I'd hand tipped in it. But yeah, it took the meat. Oh, I would be like screaming. People would be like coming to see if I was okay. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. no. Bad day. Um, it was a bad day. Yeah. Um, if animals could talk, which would be the rudest? <laughs> I don't know. I feel like chihuahuas. I don't know, like specifically. Because they're just not, I mean, Paris Hilton gave chihuahuas a bad name, right? <laughs> yeah. But, oh, I have friends that have chihuahuas and they, they're rude. They're rude. They don't, they don't let them talk. They're rude enough without words. Yeah. Yeah. They're Ooh, terrifying. They really are. And what like, yeah. They bark a lot. Yeah. Yap. Yeah. Um, a lot of people say cats. Oh, well, cats, cats technically are very, you know, they're very regal. They're in it, you know, they were worshipped in yeah. Egyptian culture. You know, they are like, I don't know. I always feel like when a cat looks at me, it's like looking at my soul and it yeah. kind of freaks me out. <laughs> I'm just like, I wouldn't call them rude, though. Not rude. I think they're just really confident. <laughs> I, I feel like the people that like cats are rude. I was like, maybe the cats just don't really like you. <laughs> what have you yeah, done to you it before? Problem. Yeah. You <laughs> What's invisible but you wish people could see? Ooh. Um, what's invisible? Well, look, you know, 
I've been reading a bit about quantum consciousness and the heart, the magnetism of the heart. You know, we talk about thoughts to manifest um, the things that we want, but the power of feeling and emotion and the magnetism that comes from that, it's from your heart, is like hundreds of times stronger than the power of just thinking about something. So I would love if there is a way that you could like, maybe there is, maybe there's some scientists working on it, but measure and see that that distance and that power of like that manifesting energy coming from your heart like it's yeah. this is a little woo woo i get it but no but know. it's i'm just, you know like when you have like the magnets and you see when they like cartoon yes it, it'd be kind of like that right it'd be like that yeah and but it's like way more powerful i'm just like seeing heaps of light just coming off yeah it'd be cool if we could somehow like tune into that so we could like just to validate the power of it yeah you know? Oh, I reckon there is a scientist out there working on that, though. Yeah, I'll, I'll look into it. Yeah. Is a hot dog a sandwich? <laughs> a hot dog is... is. <laughs> Firstly, I don't know why anyone would eat a hot dog. Like, that's just sawdust. Um, it reminds me of these weird chicken rolls that I used to get in high school, and they were really processed. It just had, like, corn, corn and cement is how I would describe it with the label chicken on it and one day but to be fair I did find a feather in it once so that was at least validating that it was there was some chicken involvement oh or was someone just wearing a feather bow to work <laughs> a drag queen made my chicken roll obviously yeah. that's what happened no but I look honestly I just think hot dogs like I don't know I just feel like you could use it as a I don't know I was, I was saying ear cleaner but um, <laughs> That's not a good idea. Don't don't try that at home. <laughs> don't try that at home, but just do not eat it, please. Yeah. Um, well, I see in a hot dog is heartburn. Um, <laughs> well, um, how do you feel about putting pineapple on pizza? I'm a pro pineapple person. Same. I love it. Do you know pineapple reduces inflammation? Um, yeah. So I have a friend who works at like a skincare dermatology clinic and they like when they do all the – well, you should know about this. You're telling me about your Botox. Um, but once you've had a, job, a bit of a treatment done, whatever it is, have they recommend you have pineapple to reduce the inflammation. No one's ever told me that. Yeah. I am taking that on board. <laughs> um, Wonderful. Yeah. Um, what kind of secret society would you like to start? <laughs> a secret society. Well, I'm kind of starting one. But it's secret, so I can't tell you. Yeah, Oh. But no, I think the kind of secret societies that I like are all around just, you know, people that really want to go hard in their lives and give 100% and yeah. just push and be wildly accountable for each other's success in a really loving way. So, yeah, so I'm at the moment I'm trying to, like, just look at ways in my life that I can create those communities and, and just just kick some goals. Yeah. Oh, I like that one. Um, toilet paper, over or under? Over, definitely over. Yeah. What, does anyone say under? I think I've had one person. <laughs> I forget <laughs> who it was, but it's, it's always over. Um, even I go to people's houses and if it's under, I make sure it goes over. Yeah, that's, that's good, I, good karma. Yeah. Um, let's go to, if peanut butter wasn't called peanut butter, what would it be called? <laughs> Nutty chunk spread? <laughs> Is that appetizing for you? 
<laughs> yes, I mean, yes. I, I'm going to go out and buy some. <laughs> never. I said no one ever. <laughs> yeah. um, what movie would be greatly improved if it was made into a musical? Mm, what movie? Has Titanic been made into a musical? I don't know. No. But I like, don't know. Could you imagine them all singing when they're like, the ship's going down? Let's, it's be very dramatic. Like, I know it's a dark story, but I think. It would be it, cool. Like epic, like really epic. Yeah. That'd be cool. I don't know. I, the reason Titanic was top of mind is because I saw a Kath and Kim meme where Kath is on like the image of the Titanic film and it, and yes, it says Toit, Toit Titanic. Yeah, I saw that the other day. <laughs> so uh, good. Um, last meal on death row. Last meal on death row. I I love olives. I know it's pretty, it's not like an indulgent meal, but I would probably just smash like a few jars of olives. Wow. That's a good one. I do like <laughs> olives. Um, my last one for you. Mm-hmm. If you could compare yourself with any animal, which would it be and why? <clears throat> Look, I used to be quite tall um, relative to my peers in primary school, so I was called a giraffe. So I, I guess I like I like the idea of how I'm a bit lanky as well. So the idea of having a, a good vantage point, you know, being able to, oh. you know, being able to nibble nibble the top. You know, the, get the, the top treats of the tree. Treats of the tree. I don't know. Is that a sounds like a health food business? Yeah. <laughs> um, so you know, I could I could vibe. I could vibe a giraffe. I think they they're actually because I did a photo shoot with them recently. What? Yeah, at Dubbo Zoo. Where Dubbo Zoo? Phenomenal. What are they like? Um, they're actually really nice, except for one of them. They're like, um, be careful of your wig. <laughs> what? Because the certain giraffe will actually take it and run with it. It's happened before? I don't think with wigs, but, like, anything bright. And I was wearing, like, a fluoro pink uh. mohawk wig. Um, but they have the weirdest tongues. I'm going to say that. They The blue long tongues. And it feels weird when you're, like, feeding them carrots. Because they're, like, <laughs> they go out and they're, like, and it's yeah, it's like, a bit. It's a bit ugh. like that Star Wars creature that lives in the desert that has the, you know, it's yeah, yeah. It, it's it's pretty freaky. But maybe, maybe that um particular giraffe was a drag queen in a past life and was like, I'm taking that wig because I love yeah. it. I would. I actually kind of wanted it to happen so I could see what like the zookeepers would do. <laughs> <laughs> Just cause some trouble. Yeah. Um. I mean, everyone stopped paying attention to the giraffes when I turned up for my part of the photo shoot. And everyone was just taking photos of me, and I was like, "I'm not part of the zoo enclosures." Oh, <laughs> that's what it felt like. <laughs> yeah, because everyone was just like, from like taking photos of the giraffe to like, oh, drag queen, and taking photos <laughs> of me. And I was like, "Oh, thank you." <laughs> so it's a real surprising aesthetic, I think, in the zoo there. <laughs> yeah, um, they'll for our cabaret show wow. at the zoo, so it was really fun. Really um, great location. Oh, it's so fun! Um, but thank you. That's us done. Thank dusted. you. Thank you I've, so much for having me. No, thank you for coming on. I feel like we could have talked for so much more. We'll have to get you back on to do some more stuff. <laughs> Love to. Love it. Well, thank you so much for joining me and I'll see you really soon, I'm sure. Thank you for listening to another Timber Production podcast. This has been Yas Queen, hosted by me, Timberlina. 
and we'll be back next week or whenever we can be bothered to record another episode. But make sure you subscribe, like, and leave reviews wherever you listen to your podcasts. And we'll see you soon. Thank you for listening. Bye.